I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Today we're going to talk about a book that has changed the course of history, a book that is the best seller all through time, has sold more books than any book ever printed. We're talking, of course, about the Bible. The Bible that changes people's lives, the Word of God. And we have Joy here today. Good to see you, Joy. Hi, Jim. It's always good to be here and to be able to just uh, bless our audience. And I love the word encourage. Our, 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 we feel we want to encourage people. But there's nothing that's ever encouraged me more than the Word of God. That's right. It builds up and encourages. But you know, Joy, not everybody had the Bible before. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, you know, uh, not too long ago in our history that that uh, the middle of, of the last century that, that we began having Bibles and even people could read. And actually, William Tyndale, one of the first ones to, to translate the Bible, he said, I will cause a boy who drives a plow to know more of the scriptures than the Pope. The reason he said that was, you know, that, that people could read and understand. For many years, the Bible was locked into Latin or was locked into the Greek and, and Hebrew, which was originally written, and people didn't know it. Yet today, it is, uh, everyone has a Bible in their home. That's right. Um, they got so many Bibles. They have the Worshipper's Bible, the Women's Bible, the, the left-handed Irish Fiddler's Bible. You know? There is actually <laughs> a Sportsman Bible, too. There's a Sportsman yes. Bible we have in our store, Joyful Expressions. And, and, and there's all different colors and kinds. You have a, a burgundy. I have a black one. There's blue. There's, there's uh, leather. There's paperback. There's hardbound. There's they even got one in camouflage for the sportsmen right. so they can, when they're reading their Bible, they won't disturb the ducks, I guess, or the fish, you know. <laughs> Blend in. But there's all kinds of them. But the problem is people don't read it. That's right. But before we get into that, uh, I want to get to this point about uh, is the Bible credible? What is the Bible? You know, because people say, uh, what is the Bible? Is it really credible? It, what is it? Well, let me give you some quick statistics. We could do a whole meeting on this, but it's fantastic. The Bible was written during a span of 1,500 years. It was written from 40 different authors from all walks of life. There was kings. There was shepherds. There was even a first century IRS man. <laughs> well, he was a tax man anyway. Yes. There was doctor, like Dr. Luke. There was uh, many different kind of people from many walks of life, and yet during 1,500 years, written on three different co uh, country areas, and, and uh, written in three different languages, because uh, it was written in the area of Europe, Asia, and Africa, and it was written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, at 1,500 years, yet it's so unified as one purpose, one flow. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And then when you put together on that, 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 that we have it today, mm -hmm. that we read it and it's still relevant. That's right. This is God's breathed word. There's a verse I'd like you to read. It's from Timothy. And uh, can you read it from Timothy? Yes. Uh, I'm reading from the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. Chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. That's another kind of version. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, 
and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it's telling us that the word of God is it, it, it's something that, that's powerful. Amen. Something that God can put in our life. It's breathed of God. Mm -hmm. It's inspired of God. Actually means God breathed. Let me give you some, some background, those that are listening. And maybe you've just used the Bible to hold down uh, uh, some old letters or something on your TV. Or, but let me tell you, you've got within that Bible words of life. Is it credible? You know, the Bible, while not being a scientific book, um, it has all kinds of scientific information in it. it. The Bible told us in Isaiah 40:22 that the earth was round. The Bible talked about gravity in Job before uh, Isaac Watts ever did, or Newt, Isaac Newton was ever did. Um, uh, the Bible talks about uh, the uncountable number of the stars, and that people in that day they thought they could number the stars. Yet the Bible said they're uncountable. The Bible has so much truth. What about prophecy? Uh, one of the things that proves the Bible is the Word of God is fulfilled prophecy. We talked one time about how uh, hundreds of years before, it actually name by name, a name of a king before he was ever born, hundreds of years, and then uh, for a time that God had him prophecy. And you take it the birth of Christ. Uh, Dr. Peter Stoner, professor of science at Westmore College, he's had a book entitled uh, Science Speaks, and he wrote that the compound probability of the Bible in just using eight of the 50 prophecies that, about Jesus being born, the probability of those prophecies, those eight, just eight of 50 being true, was probability was one to the 10th in the 17th power. One in 10 to the 17th power. That's one with 17 zeros on it. On it. Wow. I'll put that on the screen just so you can understand. One with 17, do, 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 17 zeros. That's just five of 80 prophecies. Do you know that, that um, there's astonishing over 668 prophecies that have been fulfilled in the Bible. You can go back and look and they've been fulfilled. Wow. The Bible wow. is a prophetic book. And then they also have the external evidence. Where did the Bible come from? Uh, you know, everyone's heard of Plato. You know Plato. Mm -hmm. I don't I've know if you ever him. read Plato, but uh, what happened as Plato is that his documents are taken as, as fact, yet we only have seven of them. And we go into th writings like Aristotle. Everyone's read Aristotle in school. Yet we only have 49 documents documenting what he wrote, and yet we hold that as true. Uh, you go on to uh, Homer's Iliad, which there's movies about and everything. Uh, that has 647 documents. That's a lot. Now, I want to ask you, how many documents do you think that we have of the Bible? If you consider Plato had seven, Aristotle had only 49, how many documents do we have of the of early, early editions of the Old Testament and New Testament? Well, I'll tell you. 38,000. There's no other document in that time that even comes close to the Bible. But you say, Jim, how does it hold today? Well, you remember the, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And, and when they uncovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, they found parts of every part of the Bible except Esther. And then they found the whole book of Isaiah. 
And when they compared the book of Isaiah from how we have it today, they found it to be exactly the same, even though the Dead Sea Scrolls was five to seven hundred years before Jesus was ever born. We go all the way back to five to seven hundred years before Jesus and compare it with what we have today. And it was absolutely the same. The only difference was is that, that there was a couple words that were different, six words, and those were spelling. Mm. All it was, was, isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And the last thing I want to say, because I could talk a long time on this. I'm sorry, Joy, but no, get into it's yours. No, it's very interesting. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our viewers are really finding it's very interesting. I hope so, because I, I love this. Archaeology. You know, there's so many names and places in the Bible, and the people have through generations and, and you know, all hundreds of years ago, up to our, close to our day, have made fun of the Bible saying that these places never existed. An example would be, they said that Pontius Pilate never existed, that there is no document that, that states Pontius Pilate. Mm -hmm. Well, in 1961, I believe it was, yeah, 1961, uh, uh, someone was flying a helicopter over part of Israel, and they, they saw a circle, circle, it was an archaeologist, so he went and investigated, it was like, a, it was like an arena, and in it they found uh, this big plaque that said this is dedicated to Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea. Exactly like the Bible says. And you have Nineveh. You have other places that, that people have said did not exist. But, when they, but now the Bible has been proven true time and time and time again. But in spite of this, people have fought it. There was a man, a French writer, and you probably heard of him in school, Voltaire. And Voltaire, he hated the gospel, he hated the word of God, and he said this in 1778, he's, he died in 1778, so just before that, he said, in 100 years from this time, Christianity will be swept away from existence. Now this is 1778, and he hated the Bible so much, and he said, 100 years, no one's going to believe the Bible, in 100 years, Christianity will be swept away. You know what happened? Fifty years after he said that, his home became the center of the Geneva Bible Society, and it was a place that was used to distribute Bibles to the world and have Bibles. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So anyway, but Joy... Um, yes, I want to, for us, if, you know, for the rest of the time, if we could uh, discuss, you know, the ten most common reasons why people don't read the Bible. Yeah, they and don't. this is actually from the Back to the Bible broadcast. They did a survey of how many thousand 6, people? 6,000. 6,000 people. And this, this is the result of that survey. Uh, why Reasons why people uh, don't read the Bible. And just to add is that 91% of the households in America actually has a Bible. But a lot of them are lying on the shelves, you know, just mm. gathering dust. So anyway, let's start with the tenth reason. Okay, the, the, tenth the, reason. the tenth reason. One is, um, the tenth reason is, I don't read my Bible because I don't know where to start. So, Well, that's a good thing to say because sometimes people say, where do I start? The Bible's big. Yes. You look at this. Yes. Well, one good place to start is the beginning in Genesis. And a, the New Testament is always a good place to start. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I usually recommend people to start in John. Yeah. I like John. Um, it's easy to read. 
And the trouble is, is that we'll get to that later, is that we read uh, Genesis, that's great. We get to Exodus, it's interesting. Uh, Leviticus, then we get all confused because Leviticus goes into a lot of the, mm -hmm. the sacrifices and the thing of the old judicial system. But anyway, start at the beginning. My recommendation is get a reading plan. There's all kinds That's of them. Right. And get a reading plan. And usually the reading plan includes a little of the Old Testament, a little of the new. new. And if you don't know what to do, do what Billy Graham did. He had a book many years ago. He'd take five psalms a day and one proverb. There's 32 proverbs. You can have one for each day of the month. And there's enough psalms you can read five a day. So read five psalms a day mm -hmm. and one proverb to begin to get in. How's that? Sounds good. And, you know, start with uh, probably the gospel. Yeah, you know, I like also, the gospels. Uh, the, of course, Genesis, like you said, and start also with uh, a part of the gospels. That would be very good, you know. And then the, the next uh, top, the ninth top reason is that I don't read my Bible because I cannot find what I want in the Bible. Yeah, well, a lot of people can't find what they want. And, and, and there's a couple of hints I can give you for this. Uh, number one, when you're reading your Bible, underline it. Mm -hmm. And you remember where you put it, you know. I usually underline in colors. Remember, I was asking you, where's my pens? That's right. It's not, where's my glasses? It's, where's my pens? But how pants? do you usually underline it? Well, what I underline, I usually take a, a, a buy at our Christian bookshop. And if you live in the, the Venice area or the in the Sarasota area, you have Living Word Bookstore yep, in Sarasota. And what you do is you go and you get these. I give you yellow for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I use a blue for healing. Oh, the Bible's fully healing. Every time I find a That's book in right. healing, I make it blue. Right. I use green for the works of the flesh. You know how we need to die to the works of the flesh. And, and yellow also, I mean, uh, blue else used for holiness, healing and holiness. So it's mm -hmm. H and H. And then you can make your own combination. Red I use for salvation, the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I do. And also, what, what, what is good if you mark, you underline your Bible, is the next time you, you need something maybe on healing or guidance or wisdom, you then you, you can easily find those areas of the Scripture. Now you remember, oh, I, I was around here somewhere, then you read, see the color. There, there's a Chinese proverb that says this, uh, the weakest amount of mm -hmm. ink is stronger than the strongest memory. <laughs> the weakest amount of ink is stronger than the strongest memory. Another thing you need to do is get a concordance. That's the right. back of many of these Bibles have a concordance in them. Or you can buy concordance. And a concordance is a word list that, for example, you want to find a, a word on heaven. You look up heaven and it lists all the verses on heaven. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. That's a very nice help. Everyone should have a concordance. If it's not in the back of your Bible, uh, yes, buy a concordance. One. There's yeah. thick ones and there's small ones. Yes, and they're not that expensive, actually. No. Now, the, um, the number eight top reason is, uh, well, I don't read the Bible because the Bible doesn't confirm what I already believe. Isn't that funny? We're looking to the Bible to prove what we want to believe. That's right. We just <laughs> you know, did you ever buy something and they had with it a manual? Remember, we got our, our video, we got our TV, they had the manufacturer's handbook. That's right. What do us men usually do? We don't read it. Yeah, I'm forever looking for the book because I can't make certain things work. Well, the, the, the manufacturers made it. That's how it works best, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the manufacturer of us gave us a handbook. This Bible is a manufacturer's handbook. Yes. It deals with everything in human life, and it's not... 
for us to say, oh, I don't agree with the, with the, the Creator, how He made this. No, He tells you That's how right. you can uh, grow. How you, right. There's a lot of stuff in here about having peace and joy if you walk in it. The Bible says if you'd only listened to me, your peace would have been like a river. That's right. And this is actually like our true guide, you know, our true guide in our day-to-day day -day existence. Yes. And it's not that we... we because. I'm just reading through this reason. I don't read the Bible because the Bible doesn't confirm what I already believe. Well, the Bible is the basis of our belief if we, we, we profess to be a Christian. Yes. And, you know, everything is aligned with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And then the number seven top reason is, well, I hear it in church. I hear it in church. Why do I need to read it for myself? Well, if you read it in church... You're not going to get very much read. An average pastor, how, how many verses do you think he reads in church? Usually it's about five. Few scriptures. Generally, about five scriptures. Well, if you put that all together, that would be 360 scriptures a year. That would mean you have to go to church for 120.6 years before you got through the Bible. I don't think I'm going to wait that long. No, we can't. <laughs> Time is short. You know, the early church... Uh, it's like Timothy. Uh, God spoke to Timi uh, Timothy. Uh, Tim Paul spoke to Timothy. For Timothy 4.13. He said, uh, devote yourself to the public reading of scriptures. Well, the reason they did that was because people didn't have a personal Bible. So only recently people had personal Bibles. It was expensive. Uh, in those days, they had to be handwritten. And uh, so... It's very important mm -hmm. that we that that we study the word, get into it, because we have a personal example, a personal one. If we just go after what we listen to, now listening's good. We'll get to That's that later. Right. Listening's good, but we have to read. We have to yes, get into it. Yes, and you only get a few nuggets, a few nuggets of the Bible if you just rely on what is being read on the in the church, in the yes. pulpit. You miss out on a lot of things, you know. So, and then the top number six is. You know what? The Bible, the language of the Bible just doesn't make sense to me, so I don't read the Bible. Well, <laughs> that, that's really true, because people are reading King James, Thee, Thou, Thus, and Ours, Elizabethan. Now, uh, some people say, well, I only read the King James. That's usually because you were brought up on it. And they say the King James is the only right version. Well, uh, the King James writers themselves, the, the view of a King James Bible, Bible today, you probably do not have one that has all the notes that the original King James people wrote. They themselves said there was things there that, that, that probably would change. And we use words to change. Words just change, change with time. I got a book in my library that explains some King James words because they've changed. Because we say, um, uh, he who ordereth this conversation aright, and actually, the word conversation I means way of life, not just our words. But uh, there's so many things that we can get into. But an example was uh, the, how words can change. Mm -hmm. uh, this is kind of humorous, but the Bible Society of South Africa was translating a new translation of the Bible into a language there. They called the um, uh, Sotho, Sotho, what a place, uh, Southern Sotho language. And there was a word that they wrote. It was spelled J-W-A-L-A, -A, Jawa. Well, they it's supposed to have done it, which means uh, they're supposed to have done it G W L O, which is translated so. But the word they translated by missing one letter was beer. So the Bible read like this: And God said, "Let the waters under the sky be gathered into one place, and it was beer." <laughs> 
so the world was covered with beer. Oh, what a mix-up. You see how words change? That's we just right. make a small change. Well, words can change meaning, too. That's why I get a good translation, That's a right. modern translation. There are many that are very accurate. I read the New King James. There's the NIV. ESV is very yes. good. In, um, there's many. In it, and there's also paraphrase that take and they, they kind of translate it into it. Uh, paraphrase it into a modern lingo. I like more st uh, study one, mm -hmm. but uh, that's like the Living Bible, mm -hmm. uh, the Good News Bible. There's many good ones for you to read, and we got to get going. Yes, huh? the number yeah. fifth top reason is much. that it's too big to read. This is very common. It's too big to read. This is a big one I got. Yes, this Here's is too thinner. big. Did you ever see Tom Clancy's books? They're as big as this, but people don't mind that. Tom Clancy, his books, you know, I had one or two at home. I never read them because they were bigger than my Bible. It was like, didn't have the time to read it. But, um, yes, it's big. How do you do it? You start by one at a time. That's right. Not all the Bible's big. Yes, right. some books are big. Genesis is Yeah, long. not all the books of the Bibles are, are big, right? Some no, are short. no, yeah. some are very small. Some are short. There's five books in the Bible that have one chapter. Mm -hmm. Five books of one chapter, uh, one is two chapters. Uh, many of the books can be read in 15, 20 minutes. Other ones take more time. Just, just start. Okay. And, and start with, and you get excited. That's good. That's good to know. Then the number four top reason is, you know, the Bible isn't relevant to my life. If it were relevant to me, I'll be happy to read it, but it just doesn't have anything to say to me. You have never read anything as relevant. Of course, if you open up your Bible and go to, and so-and-so begot, so-and-so begot, so-and-so begot, so-and-so, you're just going to go to sleep. Because uh, uh, there's a reason why that's in there. It's showing the, the, the line of Christ usually and what's happened, line of kings and things like that. But you get into the, 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 the meat, you get into, especially the New Testament doesn't do that that much. Just the beginning of talking about the life of Christ and some of the Gospels. But it's relevant. I was reading about a man who, who was a street person and a preacher standing in the street corner and he's preaching. And the guy says, hey, that Bible has thin pages. Yeah, give me a Bible. He said, why do you want a Bible? Yeah, I'm going to use it to roll my marijuana. And the pastor, you know, was, but he felt, you know, he felt like, you know, well, he said, okay, I'll do it in one condition. I'll give you the Bible if you promise to read every page. Before you use it for Before you use it. <laughs> he said, okay. Now, he normally would never do that, but he felt like he should do that. So, he did. Later, about five months later, he meets this businessman in a nice suit. And he says, you don't remember me, do you? He says, yeah. Remember five months ago, you gave me a Bible. He says, yeah, you're the one. He says, well, I smoked Matthew. I smoked Luke. Smoked Mark. When I got to John, John smoked me. <laughs> <laughs> he got me and he gave his heart to Jesus. His life was completely changed oh, and turned around. That's awesome. Uh, the Bible is relevant. There's nothing that is so relevant that would change your life. Yes. And in, in, uh, with regards to this particular re um, reason, um, there were two presidents, American presidents, who said this, 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 okay? We got George Washington, and this is what he said. It is impossible to righteously govern the world, govern the world, without God and the Bible. That's George Washington. And then Ronald Reagan said, within the covers of one single book, the Bible, are all the answers to all the problems that face us today, if only we read and believe. Wow. We're going to have to put those on. Yes. Be sure and put, people read that. These are two, that. two of our presidents who said this. 
Well, our time's yes. going. We got to And then the number three here. top reason is the Bible is boring. It wasn't written to me anyway. Anyway, why should I read it? Well, it's definitely not boring, but you get to some places, like I said, the begot, the begot, the begot. What happens is, is like any book you read, uh, there's places that are more exciting than others. And those places that seem to be slow in the Bible, they're setting up background. They're mm -hmm. setting up background for what's happening. A good suggestion, get a Bible handbook or a study Bible, and they'll give you a little bit of a background what's going on. And when you read about the background, then you say, oh, yeah, that's why it's talking about this. That's why it's setting up. There's a reason for it. Nothing in the Bible is there without a reason. Right. And often the, the Bible uh, handbook will kind of give you an example and give you the background of, of the history because the Jewish people, especially the Old Testament, will understood the history better and they knew what was going on and some of us don't because we don't have that background. That's interesting. Now number second uh, top reason is Bible reading is not a priority in my life. It should be a priority. It should be. And, and, and we should make it a priority because uh, the Bible talks that, that if we have that word in us, it gives life. In That's fact, right. the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 7, it says the word of God is, is I'm going to read it in the Amplified here. So the word, of, that, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, that's your soul, and the immortal soul, spirit, and the joints and marrows of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. Oh, that's true. It is very important because like Psalms 119.105 says, your word is a lamb unto my to my feet and the light for my path. It guides so us. So we need it. We should make it a priority to read the scripture. And the top, the top, the number one top reason for not reading the Bible is I have read the Bible. I, I don't have time to read the Bible. That's the number one top reason. I have no time to read the Bible. Well, we all have time. Yes. Same amount of time. Yes. Just how we use it. Yes. If we're going to use that time for, for. You know, Something else, you know. Well, there's always time for the Word. Get a, de get a devotional Bible. There's a divide Bible divided up every day. And in that, you can uh, have a section that you read every day. I have a Bible at home that, that is marked for every day of the year. And it's written out, all the, all the verses for the day. Uh, you go through the Bible one year. It's exciting. Well, anyway, there's so much we can talk yes. about. Yes. I wonder if I have time to read a story, you know, coming from... from just very quickly, because this is very interesting. Uh, uh, a lot of people, they don't read the Bible because they don't understand the value of the Bible. But if, you're, if your Bible kept a diary, if your Bible kept a diary, it would read right, right, like this. January, oh, it's a busy time for me. Most of the family decided to read me through this year. They kept me busy for two weeks. But now I'm forgotten. And then February came. My owner used me for a few minutes only last week. He had an argument and was checking some references. And then March came. The Bible said, Grandpa visited me. He kept me on his lap for an hour reading 1 Corinthians 13. And then April, I had a busy day. My, own, my owner was appointed a leader of something and used me. I got to go to church for the first time, Easter Sunday. May, I have a few stains of grass on my pages because some flowers was pressed, you know, between the pages. <laughs> June, I look like a scrapbook. 
They stuffed me with all kinds of clippings because one of the girls got married. July, they put me in a suitcase. We were on a vacation, but then I was in the suitcase for the whole month. August, still in the suitcase. September, we were home. I was in my old place. I have lots of company, other books like Reader Digest and other magazines. I wish, you know, nobody still read me. October, they used me a little today because one of the girls was sick. November, I'm back on my old place. December, they're getting ready for Christmas, but I'll be covered again under wrapping papers and packages. I mean, this is, you know, from, from if, the, if we would hear the, the Bible talking. Amazing. The Bible shows the way to God. Right. My encouragement for you today is take time That's to right. read the Word of God. Let me just close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray every listener today will learn to love and respect your Word because, Lord, you said it's going to remain forever. We thank you, Lord. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. While you be encouraged, get in the Word. And the Bible says, you know, it's the only thing's going to remain. The mountains will fade away. The oceans will go. But God's Word will remain forever. So you might as well get into it now. You be encouraged. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come, rain down in my life, flood me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day. Oh, I can taste His promise, that is coming my way.